<laughs> I was trying to have it start before you oh. looked back up so oh. that I could secretly record you not knowing no. that your headphones your headphones weren't plugged in. That sounds like a terrible idea. <sighs> I thought it'd be funny. I no. just needed something funny. Oh, you need something funny. Are you sad? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. one of those things same same and that makes it really sucky yep because you know it's very modern of me to just like have no reason to actually feel sad but mm -hmm. to just be having a freaking hard time right now yeah yeah i'm literally in the same boat and i don't know i don't know what to do about it I went to therapy this week, talked about it, said, what do you do when you have no motivation and you don't want to get out of bed, but you don't know why? <laughs> so, mm. yeah. You just said. Yeah. Well, it, yes. It makes it extra tough because this is normally the time of year that I'm just like pretty unstoppable. Mm -hmm. um, sun's out. I'm like at the pool going on walks all the time i take half my calls outside um mm -hmm. which is fantastic i just go for walks um but man i just cannot turn a corner on this thing i wake up feeling exhausted i don't know it's like a it's you totally spiral like my yeah. my body clock gets off i get what happens is i get sick Mm -hmm. And then coming back out of like getting sick, my body clock is off. I'm not eating like I should. I don't sleep like I should. Mm -hmm. I have all these excuses to like take naps during the day to just yes. get feeling better because my stupid body I have to is you a like. TikTok. Please, I don't know where I my love, phone you know, is. I love TikTok. I freaking love TikTok. There's a there's a TikTok that's talking about um, why people nap like to just mm. check out it's like of course i'm gonna take a nap am i gonna feel like crap after a two-hour nap yes but that's not the yeah. point <laughs> like the point Ugh. is that i want to check out that. from reality it's great this is helping a lot um mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i do feel like i physically got to get some stuff figured out because you the first time I told you about this, you were like, "Oh yeah, you're just depressed," <laughs> <laughs> um, which yeah is probably a big part of it. But I also definitely have been told by people like, "Hey, you have some weird things going on, chronic mono or Epstein Barr, mm -hmm. um, more official diagnoses recent years that just say, "Hey, this is like a real thing. You're not just crazy. You're not just depressed. You're probably <laughs> depressed, but it's all tied to." this like very real physical thing that most doctors don't even know how to look for, mm -hmm. which makes it so maddening. Yeah. Because you go to the doctor and they're like, 
you should get more sleep. And I'm like, dude, all that I do is sleep. Yeah. I sleep probably too much, but yeah. that's all that I, that's like all that I can do. Um, anyway, chronic fatigue, like chronic mono or mm-hmm. Epstein-Barr. Um, I've had a couple people say that they think that I have some kind of like, yeah, maybe like Lyme disease, which mm-hmm. is really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of doctors now that feel like Lyme disease is like the underlying thing that nobody knows how to screen for. And it's underpinning, you know, uh, millions of cases of all these different things, fibromyalgia and stuff. I don't know. The hard, the hard part is I feel awful. And by the end of the day, I feel just like so sad. I had a, yeah, last night you could talk to Tosh, my lovely wife, but last night I had like a full on breakdown. Oh, because my daughter wouldn't go to bed and she was kicking and screaming and punching us and then crying and feeling sad and apologizing. And then she sat in her room and started listing off all of the consequences that we had threatened her with. She was laying in her bed, just quietly saying no more, no more swimming at Nana's house or whatever. No more ice cream, no more cousins, no more play dates. Like she was just quietly crying and listing off all these things that we had been just like trying to arbitrarily threaten her with. It sucked so bad. Yeah. And I just like lost it. And I was just laying in my bed, like sobbing in a a puddle. So yeah, kids will do that. They'll do that. But it doesn't feel great when at the end of the day, when most dads, come through the door and they're ready to just like wrestle with their kids. Mm-hmm. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Your kids are not so glad when daddy comes home. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Timely. No, that's a timely joke. They are, they are like, regardless, I don't think that they care, you know, or notice as much as I care. Oh yeah. Honest, but I, kids just, like- it's the worst, it's the worst feeling not having energy yeah. for anything but like scraping by yep. at work. Yep. I think uh, we need to do a book report. A like book you report. And I, yeah. Okay. We need to, I need you to, I want to listen to it again. Um, but I want to read that book that I was telling you about where he digs into the five or six, maybe there's seven, seven like contributing factors to mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them social, some of them, um, what would you call it? Monetary, like some of them situational, like, mm-hmm circumstantial, mm-hmm. um, some of them emotional, some of them chemical, yeah, physical. Like yeah. he, he digs into, he digs into everything. Uh, Johan, Johan Hari. And again, another shout out to anybody that wants to learn a ton about depression. Um, the book's called lost connections. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, I'm going to start it over again because clearly I need to reread it. I'll start um, it too. I haven't started it. We Sorry. should. Let's no. Let's commit to it, and all of our sad listeners can listen as well. We'll have like a sad, sad, a sad pod like yeah, once a quarter pod. where we can dig into a sad boy pod. Dig into all of that. Yeah. Um, I also full transparency started Lexapro like six weeks yeah. ago, and I think that that is like messing with me. Like I don't think it's helping by any means. And so I'm wondering how much of it is like actually how I'm feeling or how much of it is that medication. So I want to ask, I want to ask Tosh because 
I feel like Lexapro was the one that completely neutralized her mood. Yeah. Top, bottom, everything. She just was like a zombie. Oh, I feel like up, down, up, down. Like mm-hmm. I had like a great day on Sunday, cleaned my whole house. And then the mm-hmm. next day I didn't want to do anything. And then I was fine yeah. today. And now tonight I'm like, meh, life sucks. Yeah. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> this is my last resort. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask her about that. That was the first chapter, though, of the book. He talks about all of the things that can um, move you on the scale. There's like an actual scale, that how they measure depression. Hmm. Um, zero is like untouchable, incredibly happy, peppy, life is grand. And then mm, I can't remember the scale. Nine, ten is like I'm going to end it all yeah. and I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, and the studies, like the actual research shows that on the scale – that these SSRIs, right? These like medications that the freaking big pharma industry is hawking at everybody. Yeah. Uh, even at their best. Yeah. Shout out to Pfizer and all these lovely, lovely big pharma. Anti shout out. Yeah. Sarcastic shout out. Idiots. <laughs> um, they are proven to definitely like they can help. Yeah. But I was blown away by he started talking about the scale and how much they move you on the scale. Mm-hmm. And the research shows that they'll never move you more than one or two points. Oh, interesting. Never. Hmm. And things like routine, sleep, what is diet, that? What? exercise. Ice cream? He said, he said that, yeah, <laughs> exercise, not ice cream. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, he said that those kinds of things move you three or four points mm-hmm. usually. I believe each. it. I believe it. Which sucks so bad. Oh, yeah. Because everybody, sucks. What's yeah, the motivation? everybody no. wants to just take a pill, you know? Yes, a quick fix. I'm realizing this is coming across pretty harsh because you just admitted to taking a no, pill. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I this is, this is where I come from as far as medication goes. I yeah. really fought it for a while, and then things just got way too hard. And so I'm now trying it and I think it definitely Mm -hmm. works for people. Here's Mm -hmm. where I think I am not medication's best friend. I took it because I felt really, really sad and I didn't feel like, I just felt like I needed more help. Right. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I would not classify myself as depressed. I do not think like depression is like a whole beast that I have not had Mm -hmm. to deal with my entire life. And I know people have to deal with it. And it's an insane battle that I can't even begin to like pretend that I understand. I think Mm -hmm. that my quote unquote depression is very situational. And so Mm. that's where I feel like therapy is more my friend than medication. Um, Mostly I was hoping like the medication would help with like anxiety. And I do think it's helped with that, but it's maybe gone too far to chill me out. So I think it's had like, I don't know, maybe just the opposite effect for that because I definitely have struggled with anxiety my entire life. So as far as like depression goes, I think like it's just the situation phase of life I'm in. I do not think I have depression chemically. Like I said, Mm. that's a whole nother beast. Um, So I don't know. I just feel like I work well in therapy for that kind of stuff. I think that's a great call out too. I wrote something a few years ago. I'll have to send it to you because I bottomed out. And even when I bottomed out, it wasn't like scary. Yeah. Like, no one was no one was worried about my safety. Yeah. I never had, I literally never had a single thought of Mm-mm. self-harm. Mm-mm. I just was 
so sad and mm-hmm. didn't want to do anything and I had no motivation. Nothing brought me happiness. Yeah. It's that lack and of I, interest, right? Yeah, yeah. I was so antisocial. Like mm-hmm. even things that would normally be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go see this band at this tiny venue and I'll be like one of 15 hipsters there and I'll get to tell all the other hipsters that I was there and that they missed out. Yeah. Like my wife couldn't get me to leave the house. Yeah. So I wrote something really, I just like sat down. I, I basically ended up in a parking lot no just like a just like a medium article oh fun yeah not i mean yeah it's weird (laughs) to read it now but i sat i like bottomed out and uh couldn't couldn't even like bring myself to go to work so i was just driving around i don't know if you've ever had those days but i got in my car like i got dressed and i was like well i can't just like stay home from work so i started driving to work and then ended up yeah, crying in my car in a parking lot of a movie theater. Oh, um, no. Like scrolling through like movie times at like 10 in the morning trying to find a movie that I could go to by myself to just like check out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I opened a note on my phone and wrote this like big thing just about how I was feeling and how frustrating it was because it was so the things that you should do. They're always really obvious. They're so obvious, but to find the motivation to do them, like I was having this discussion with my husband the other day. He was like, he's very, very good at taking care of himself. He is completely opposite of me. And I think he's a routine guy. He's a routine guy. And he, it probably drives him nuts being married to me, but I'm a little chaotic. It's fine. And so he's been telling me all the time. He's like, you need to eat better. You need to go work out. You need to like go on a walk at least every single day. And so we bought like a hammock so I can go like lay out in the sun, but I just turn into a crouton if I go in the sun. (laughs) It's like so annoying. So, but I don't know. I was trying to explain to him like how overwhelming that feels. It's like I can barely scrape by doing just like my job and then anything and taking care of my daughter, like anything after that. I'm like, no, I'm not doing anything. It makes it so hard. Yeah, because it's so painfully obvious to everyone. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, yeah, man, like you went to Beto's yesterday <laughs> and today you're sad and you don't feel good and you want to sleep. Well, like, duh, just don't go to Beto's. And it's like, I went to Beto's because I was sad. Yeah. Like, I, I knew it wouldn't make me feel better, but it's a, it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah. I don't know how, I, I don't know how else to like, it's hard to explain to people. Yeah. Because looking outward, looking in, I basically just like said that, it's like driving by someone's house in the morning and you like see them in their car in the driveway and you're like, Oh, they're probably just headed to work, but not knowing that you're just going to like sit there in your car for like four days. <laughs> um, and they kind of just keep thinking that they're catching you like on your way to or from work, but you're just sitting in your car Yeah. and you're like buckled up and the keys are there and you have your wallet and you're like everything you need to just like go do the thing that you've done a million times and you can't really explain why, but you just can't freaking drive the car. Mm-hmm. And it drives you insane. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it drives me insane. I think I'm just more apathetic to everything, which is, I don't know, equally as frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, here we are. What do we do? Here we are. Well, I'm in therapy (laughs) and I'm trying Lexapro. Maybe going to try Prozac, but also maybe going to not do meds. So who knows? Okay. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go to California for a week and uh, sit in the sun at my dad's house and try and unwind and relax and just get feeling better. Mm-hmm. 
yeah Good. that maybe will help i took a week off of work and i really hoped i could recharge and then was sick most of that week me too and most people are like well yeah like you are going so hard that as soon as you give your body and mind permission to actually take time off it's like cool they crash you don't need me right yep. so i'm just gonna like fall apart for a week and this is how you're gonna spend your time off yep yeah 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 you mentioned something interesting which was like of course people can see it from like the outside in like mm -hmm. oh you went to beto's yesterday and now you're sad today of course like hmm, i don't know wonder, if you wonder why exactly i don't know <laughs> if you're talking about like the people you work with or just the people close to you but I feel like, at least from my perspective, like at work, I'm pretty good at like, not masking it because I, that sounds like you're faking it, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. good at giving my energy at work, right? Yes. And then after that, it's just, you're drained. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm, I'm the, I'm the same way. Um, that's a that's a really good question. I don't know because there's some days where like I had one experience. I think I told you this on the pod, but there was like I was working with somebody and she was kind of like more in tune with like my moods and stuff. And oh, yeah. she like pulled me she pulled me aside after a meeting mm -hmm. and she was like, Are you mad at me? Like yes. what did we do wrong? And I had to explain like I kind of seem bipolar sometimes. Um because my physical like energy just goes so up and down all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So I think that it's noticeable sometimes, but I would say normally, yeah, I'm so bubbly and talkative during meetings and I love just being the center of attention so much that people are yes. like, how could this guy go home after work and just be like sad and out of gas? Cause yeah. he's just like so over the top and loud and obnoxious all the time. Yep. <laughs> I'm literally same so but I do think I had a job I had a job like when I when I had that job where I couldn't even go to work mm -hmm. it was a physically it was physically more demanding it's when I was teaching mm. um but I when it when I wrote that thing and post I like posted it because I felt like I needed to just like put it out there mm -hmm. um that's another thing we should talk about because it it did it helped Shouting in some ways but it, it helped in some ways but it did very little yeah. Like looking back at it now, like I was like, this is going to be the moment yeah. where I crawl out of the darkness uh, nope. and everyone knows my struggle and we band together and I make all these huge changes in my life. And I'll like look back on this article that I wrote as the defining. No, wah, wah. no, no, <laughs> like people happen. were very, I got, I like people were very supportive yeah. and I, I got a lot of nice messages and people were like, Hey, me too. Um, but I just eventually just slid right back to where I was. Mm -hmm. But I, when they read it, when the people that I read it, when the people that I worked with read it, um, the reaction was also alarmed because it was so out of character for me. Oh. <laughs> so everyone yeah. was kind of like, whoa, hey. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? And they took me to some lunches that were awkward oh, and yeah. no. kind of patted me on the back. And you kind of, I kind of felt like the dog that's about to be like taken out back, you know, or like, yeah, yeah. it was just a really odd experience Yeah, I don't like where that. a bunch of people meant well, but they were just like, think about all the things you have to be happy about. 
And you're like, listen, I'm not on a cliff. I'm just very sad right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm fine. So, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And also the answer for a sad person is never, what's wrong with you? You have so many reasons to be happy. No. I have found in like a professional setting, it is, um, I don't know, this is just my, how I go about things and my coworkers probably hate it, but I kind of make light of the situation. Like, oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a hypochondriac. Like I'm a raging hypochondriac. I think I'm dying all the time. Like, I just yeah. think it's like, I don't know. I try to like make light of it. Yeah. So then when I do have days where I'm like, oh, today's bad, I can just be like, ha my brain is not working. Like I can just be more funny about it and more light because in my mind, it's not the end of the world. But I think if you talk about those things to people who don't struggle with them, they think that you're falling apart and that it's just mm. the worst case scenario. And mm-hmm. when in actuality, it's just like, no, today's just worse than normal, but just down. I'm fine. Yeah. Just down, yeah. I'm fine. I'm just down, and I feel dumb for feeling yes. down. Yes, so dumb, so dumb for feeling down. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Well, good episode. Well, good episode. <laughs> good episode. No. Hope you enjoyed it, listener. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Uh, listener, will you help us, please? Oh, I don't want help. I'm just kidding. No, tell just us all kidding. the reasons that we should be happy. No, what would I mean? What does help look like in this in this scenario, though, Jordan? Like, what uh, if we sincerely were like, "Hey, listener, um, here's how you could help." I don't know. What does that look like? Um, I would rather not take it like personal help because I feel like I'm coping pretty well with things I would Mm. more just say like check in with the people that you are close with because like we're being open about it but not a lot of people are unless they're confronted with like a situation of like someone saying like point blank how are you doing I really want to know how you're doing so Mm -hmm. I think I would just encourage that versus like reaching out to me because again I am okay. Yes. I <laughs> promise I am fine. So I feel very appreciated. Yes. I feel very loved. Like, interesting. It's good. So, so this is not a cry for help coming from you. No. Are um, you crying for help? Do you want me to send oh, yeah, you some I chocolate? Want, I, yeah. I need attention. I need, I need lots of, uh, no, I do not. Um, <laughs> My- I wonder though, last time, I wonder when I wrote that thing and I'm going to send it to you. Yeah, please do. I really, I really think that subconsciously that's what I was doing. And what I really needed was a cry for help. Is that what you were saying? No. Well, no, I think it was, I'm, I'm rambling and we've already moved past this, but no, no, I'm just no. realizing now that I think that I wrote it hoping that it would get this huge, like, whoa response mm. and that people would see me as like this sort of hero figure. Nah. Um, in that my whole network would just rally and be like, uh, he, he's inspired us so much mm-hmm. and I'm being authentic now too. Nah. No. But in the end, it's like, I should have, I should have just driven my car. I, I can drive. Um, Thank I you should have just driven my car. Uh, yeah. Like I could have <laughs> just driven, gotten in my car and like driven to one of my close friends house and just stayed up till two in the morning, just talking like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it would have had more of an effect mm-hmm. than this grandiose <sighs> gesture of writing yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all like to feel bigger than we are, right? Like part of bigger, part of something bigger than we are. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's kind of where I have an account on Instagram called Good Morning Co. And it really yeah. like kind of tries to like encourage people nice to have plug. empathy. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Don't follow it. Nice plug. You're, plug you're, it. No. Plug it. Plug it. <laughs> Your article is like my Good Morning Co. Where it's like I want people to rally around it. I want people to share things. And it's like at the end yeah. of the day, those things are such a facade like on social media and on the internet. That yeah. it's a little bit, it feels fake, right? And it's like... When I'm realizing in just talking to you about it in the last 30 minutes, uh-huh. I've never really realized that because it <laughs> because it didn't get the response that I had expected, I, it made me more sad. Yeah. That's what social media does though, right? And so it's like, just stop playing that yeah. game. Like, go talk yeah. to your mom. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But there's everybody talk to your mom or your grandma. There are people in the world yeah. that love you, that think yeah. you are the like the bee's knees. They think that you can do no wrong. And mm-hmm. so when you're having these days where you're feeling really insecure, really, really down on yourself, the inner critic won't shut up. Uh, yeah, I'd like to kind of take that voice on of my mom mm-hmm. because you can do no wrong, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I my one my one last thing before we kill this episode and bury it um, and never release it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, how uh, I re- so this is like a a couple years spiral that I had where I made a ton of really close friends at one job, mm-hmm. and they were I was so f- socially fulfilled at work uh-huh. that I kind of fell out of touch with all of my outside of work friends. Mm-hmm. There was no breaking up. There was no nothing. It was just like, oh, they they live sort of like here. I live there. Like they have kids. We're in different phases and all those excuses. But I was so socially fulfilled at work. Um, That was like the tightest work crew that I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I met Luke uh, Cranmer. Shout out to Poop Poop Cranmer. Yep. Yeah. Um, When he and I started working together back then that's kind of how it went but i'd just come home and not literally not need any socialization and i would just like hang out and yeah uh i didn't realize that that was happening Mm -hmm. and then i got mad and quit bluehost because of a manager or some was this your fussy quit yes my my angsty my angsty teenage quit yeah yeah and i got to new job and that was a job where didn't fit in eventually got fired. Yes. That was the job where I was like for a year and a half. Um, yeah. Pl- I, I ended up playing video games in my underwear till like six thirty PM almost every day. Wow. That's bad. It was bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But I didn't. So it's, it's tough because we're kind of doing the thing now where we just said, Hey, sad people, just go talk to your mom or go talk to your grandma. We're kind of just saying like, what's wrong with you? Just drive the car, you know? Yes. Like, but also no, like I think it's okay to still be sad after you talk with them. I just think it's important to talk to someone because it's hard to internalize. I don't know all your sadness, right? Yeah, no, it is. But Luke, Luke and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. We both know if I haven't heard from Luke, if Luke hasn't heard from me in like a month, then like, you got to call them mm-hmm. because they're sitting on their end sad and not wanting to reach out. I'm sitting on my end sad, not wanting to reach out. But I just feel like, I don't know. I just wanted to call it out that sometimes that simplest thing of like picking up my phone, texting Jordan, dude, like today sucks. Mm-hmm. 
it is the most helpful thing that somehow is the hardest impossible to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. But that's like my whole thing with this like podcast or like if we decide to air this episode or whatever, who we're knows? Gonna, we're going to we'll air see. it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. She's back in. I'm back yeah. now. Um, I might quit after this. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. But it's like, hopefully, I know the stigma around mental health is getting better. But it, mm -hmm. we still have a long way to go, right? People are not very open about it still as far as their personal, right. personal experiences go. And so I think that that's good that we're talking about it. And so it's like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, other people feel really overwhelmed to just get out of bed sometimes or to text their friends. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope that people find comfort in that. I don't know if I would. I probably wouldn't, but hopefully someone does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hope so too. And that, it's funny because I made a huge deal about it when it first happened to me, but I've been to the movies now twice, like by myself. Oh, it's great. I saw A Star is Born I... by myself at 10 p.m. Oh, nice. And I yeah. sobbed. I ugly cried in a luxury yeah. seat mm. with popcorn yeah. all over my face. I went and saw, yeah, I went and saw the new Thor by nice. myself this week and just had a blast. Yeah. It was so awesome. Good. So anyway, listener, yeah, you've got this, champ. Or not. Go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Go take a nap. Start Just, a podcast. Uh, start a podcast with someone you don't really know. Uh-huh. And talk about really <laughs> personal things and then don't talk the rest of the week. <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah. That's the that's the key to, mm -hmm. to happiness, to beating this thing. Um, <laughs> should we call it? I think we did it. Yeah, I don't know. I do want to just end and say I feel like I talked a lot about mental health and I don't feel like I have the grounds to. So mm. I'm just going to throw that out there. Not a therapist, just struggling with emotions. We do have to, yeah, we do have to disclaim, but we also didn't give any real advice. We just vented. I know, but I don't know. It's kind of like you feel like, not an imposter, but like, I don't feel like I have the grounds to talk on this because it's I haven't dealt with like depression my whole life. I don't know. Just me being couldn't, insecure. Couldn't, so hang on. So devil's advocate here. Okay. This is what you would do to me. Uh, couldn't, couldn't that mentality be what's keeping a lot of people from talking about just being sad? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm worried about. Because I agree also, I don't want anyone to just be like, oh, hey, I learned everything I need to do to fix myself from this episode. We didn't give them any learning points. So. Right, right. So I don't feel like there's really a disclaimer yeah. because we're just saying, hey, this is my personal experience. That's all that we want from people. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like sometimes we're like, well, I'm no expert, so I'm not going to say anything. And I don't think I'm technically depressed yeah, because I've never had like really dark thoughts. So I'm not going to complain because I know people that are really having dark thoughts and really having a hard time. Yeah. Um, so it's tough. It is. I've, I've been very happy over the past. So I made a goal after I wrote that thing. <laughs> Can that, we call it like your monologue? Yeah. Can we call it something? Yeah, after I monologued, and I'll post it, I'll post it, maybe a link to it with the episode. You should. Um, I'll post my Instagram. Yeah, there we go. Plug, 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 plug. No. Um, I was 
I had a cool experience recently where someone DM'd me that I work with directly and basically just said, Hey, um, you kind of like, I know you joke about being an oversharer, but you've kind of given me permission to just like say how I'm feeling or to be okay. Like just having down days. Um, it was one of the coolest messages that I've ever gotten from somebody at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was neat because he was basically saying, this is hard for a bunch of like people kind of like us that work in these scenarios, um, in software, in these kinds of cultures, it's getting better. But he, he was basically saying like, how can we, create like a space Mm -hmm. for more people to like join you, not you, but he and I kind of having these conversations and hugging it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So this is not, this is not just like me patting myself on the back. I'm just saying um, the the point, the point was saying, if you people, people notice is all I'm saying. They do. So shout out. I hope he's listening. I think he will be listening. Yeah. Um, But I was so happy that just me trying to be myself and feeling like nobody's ever going to notice this thing. And I'm kind of just banging my head against the wall, being the weird guy at work that talks about his feelings. Um, but I had, yeah, that experience was like, keep at it because yeah. it's affecting, <clears throat> it's affecting people. Mm-hmm. So I actually had a conversation about that too yeah. with Dylan. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Dylan Winspear. Everyone's never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. I feel like everyone just, just wants to shout be him. Out. Of course you've heard of him. That's how <laughs> oh, we met. Man. But I love Dylan Winspear. Shout out. And I'm not afraid to say it. Dylan Winspear, I love you. Yeah. No, he's a great Boom. person. He's a great human. Yeah. But he, we were talking, I was just asking some questions about like, I don't know, roles and stuff. And then we got talking about this exact thing where mm-hmm. it's like, how do you create an environment where people will feel like they can be vulnerable? And I think if you are right. in a manager position, if you're in a position where you're talking to people often, if you yourself is like that, it just gives other people permission too as well. Yep. I always say I'm an overshare yeah. too. So it's in my LinkedIn, like my <laughs> your bio, one-liner, but no, it says like designer and overshare. Yeah. At Spiff. Yeah. Um, and I put it up there as a joke, but I've had so many people on LinkedIn be like, Hey, that's, that's me or yeah. good job. Keep going. Whatever. Yes. So last thought, I'm just going to keep, sorry, keep talking. Yeah. What's your last thought? Um, Oh, you made me lose it. Mm. Oh, I feel like people tend to think of like mental health as a personal issue, which it completely Mm -hmm. is and something that they talk to their family about, something that they talk to their therapist about, and it's completely separate from work, but it affects work so much. And so if we can create, I don't know, a space, if people can create a space where it's okay to talk about those things at work, Mm -hmm. then... Mm -hmm. I don't know, we can get to a better place, I guess. But yeah, I agree. Well, and work affects it so much as well. Yes. Like that job, I told you that job where I was underutilized and I didn't feel like I had a single friend and I was isolated because I was fully remote and I didn't vape. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, that was like the saddest point. Yeah, it was a combination of a lot of things, but work affected that so much. Yeah. Plus video games. Yeah. But work made it so that I could easily just play like freaking video games all day. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. Video games are the worst. But now we're just rambling, so we should probably cut yeah. it off. Yeah. 
Yeah, listener, if you're still here, wow, bless bless your soul. Bless you. Don't feel for, bad for, for us. For hanging through. This is not a pity, 40... pity cast. Yeah. Oh, pity cast is a good title yeah. for this. It is a good title. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's just call it. This is uh, enough is enough. I am going to go <sighs> take a bath. Oh, can't do that either. The heat crouton. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Sorry. Enjoy it though. I'm not going to do that then. If it's going to make you sad, I won't do it. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I am envious, not sad. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go do that. What are you going to do? Um, I'm probably going to lay outside on my hammock because it's nice Ooh, out right nice. now. Nice. Okay. Yep. Listen to music, read a book. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm just going to lay there. <laughs> Is that weird? Okay. I just like listening no phone? to the sounds. Oh, yes, phone. Of course, I'm going to be on my phone. Okay. If I fall asleep. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> okay. Fall asleep out there. That'd be yeah. great. All right. Uh anyway, we should do another episode about phones and about the, the freaking crippling hold that they have on all of us. No, because I like um, it. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> These can't all be come all right. to Jesus's for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it's me too. My screen time's through the room. Um, I gotta go. We gotta go. Let's get out of here. Listener, cue the music. We're done. Bye-bye. See ya. Uh, talk to you later. Sorry for the crazy weird episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.